free for all. You're on your own, soldier. We are live. Alright guys, what's up? Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Free For All podcast. Uh, glad to have you guys listening. And uh, we definitely had no shortage of entertainment this past week. On Wednesday, January 27th, we had the uh, Reddit meme lords from a subreddit uh, thread known as Wall Street Bets. They started to buy up stocks of GameStop on Wall Street. And you may be thinking like, oh, okay, like they bought stock, who cares? But what happened after that is why everybody cares. Um, The stocks of GameStop were being uh, short-sold by several high-level hedge funds and uh, investment firms that were banking on the stock market to plummet. And essentially what happened was uh, these Redditors bought up the shares that were being sold by these investment firms uh, and hedge funds, but instead of uh, selling them as soon as they buy them or only holding them for a day and then selling them, uh, they bought these shares and then decided that they were going to hold the shares rather than sell them. And what this basically did uh, was it started to inflate the value of GameStop stock. I, I don't know if you guys have uh, paid attention to GameStop at all, especially during the pandemic. But, you know, with platforms such as Xbox and uh, PlayStation electing to go mostly digital in terms of um, adding stores to their online servers or whatever that allow players to buy games online and just to download them directly to their console rather than having to go and buy a disc. Basically, GameStop has been a failing business because that's what they thrive on is selling disc games and, um, you know, physical copies of video games to, uh, to gamers. And because people have started to go mostly digital um, and also because of the pandemic, people haven't been buying from them. And so they're, they're a failing business. But what these redditors were doing was raising the value of a stock that otherwise had absolutely no value and what it did was because these investment firms were banking on GameStop to fail these uh these game nerds raised the value of the stock and it cost these investment firms millions of dollars because it, the the stock started to increase uh upwards of over 300% and this actually ended up happening with several other stocks that were in similar situations, such as BlackBerry and um, the AMC movie theaters. You know, both of those businesses were also failing. Redditors found out about these and jumped on those as well. So GameStop is what started it, but they actually ended up continuing on with AMC and BlackBerry. And while that was entertaining, what's been ironic to watch is the shitstorm that ensued. We had corporations and investment firms asking the government for bailout money, basically claiming that there's no way that they can come back from the losses they've uh, sustained because of the amount of risk that they actually decided to take. And I I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty crazy because uh, obviously these firms were speculating a lot even back in 2008 and the sec started cracking down on some of these derivative positions and and they really wanted to know whether you're hedging or speculating with these positions if you're hedging then you know you got your positions covered but speculating like a lot of these shorters probably were there's no real easy way to determine whether somebody's hedging or speculating a lot of times and uh the waters are kind of muddied but 
there keeps being more regulation and they still need bailouts. And I really think the best way to fix this is just to end the bailouts and let them fail. Um, let these investment companies that make these really risky positions and overshort these uh, these stocks like GameStop, let them just fail because, I mean, obviously shorts have their reason in the market, but yeah, these guys are, are just doing stuff that's too risky and it's it's not, it's it's something that they shouldn't be bailed out for. Yeah, and see, all, all these people that were uh, pushing the government into taking action and, you know, um, trying to regulate this and shut it down, the the government wasted absolutely no time in shutting everybody down. Um, the first thing that they did was uh, they shut down the subreddit. Uh, they they shut down Wall Street bets because they they claimed that uh, the first claim that I saw was that they were they were saying that they were uh, pro Trump white supremacists, which I thought was hilarious. So they took down the thread itself, but what they soon realized is that uh, these redditors sort of started to think ahead and uh, had made a Discord server for themselves. If you don't know what Discord is, it's basically a uh, an online application that lets uh, that lets you talk remotely. Basically, it's like a it's like a virtual chat room. So they may, had made a Discord server and were, they posted the link on the page. And so obviously all these people that were on this thread started to join this Discord server. The government actually got their Discord server banned as well um, under the same claim that they were white supremacists who supported Trump and that Trump is the one that planned this somehow. And it leads to a lot of ironies that come out of this situation. And that's that the democratic left that likes to talk about uh, corporate greed on a regular basis and how uh, we need to eat the rich, tax them more, take all their money, they don't deserve to be wealthy, uh, this and that. You know, the same democratic left that preaches that are the ones that are now babying the billionaires and the corporations that they claim to hate and claim need to need to be abolished. You know, they're they're turning around and doing the complete opposite of what they talk about on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. they're doing that because they're choosing to go and bail and uh, regulate the market so that these billionaires that they claim to hate can recover the assets that they've lost, or at least reposition their firms to in a way that allows them to recoup uh, losses. Yeah. And corporations uh, and the investment firms as well um, are basically calling for a close of the stock market or to halt trading for that exact reason so that they could reposition themselves to recoup the money that they lost. And the problem is that it basically shows us how rigged the game has always been. You know, uh, we like to think of, you know, we like to think that we have a free market. and the problem with claiming that is, you know, something like Wall Street, where somebody can go and invest money in a stock or whatever, and maybe lose money or maybe uh, maybe make some money if the stock increases in value. The problem that we run into is that the corporations, it, the corporations and these billionaires taking advantage of the lower and middle classes in order to profit, you know, uh, betting things like 
uh, betting on smaller businesses like GameStop to fail and everything, that's perfectly fine. But then when a little guy like these, uh, like this uh, subreddit that decide to go into the market and uh, try to save, you know, a, a business that obviously has helped them in one way or another, you know, you're talking about um, gamers that, you know, bought games from GameStop their entire childhood and everything until these consoles just recently went digital. So you're talking about the little the little guy and everything, you know, coming into the market trying to save a business that actually matters to them and helps them out on a semi-regular basis, that's not okay. You know, if if they make money, it's fine, but when the little guy uh, tries to make money and everything and actually succeeds at it, they rage quit and shut the game off. They want the stock market entirely offline. They don't want trading to continue until they can figure out how to stop the little guy from taking their money. And it's, you know, yeah. It's basically like it's basically like when I play Madden and somebody uh picks me off and runs it back, you know, I get pissed and sometimes I'll just rage quit the game, but that's what it is. But like it's a video game. That's the difference is I can do that on a video game, but to do that to somebody in real life or whatever in an actual economic situation, like that's you can't do that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy and it's borderline illegal if not actually illegal um and dave smith had a funny tweet about that he said a group of people on reddit using the market did more to transfer wealth from the wall street class to regular people in a hundred plus years uh then a hundred plus years of progressive policy did you hear that uh the redditors took to twitter and they basically said we can remain retarded for longer than they can stay solvent basically saying that they weren't going to give the stocks back uh, no matter what they tried to do to the marketplace because because of the whole Robin Hood shutdown and everything. That one was pretty funny. Yeah, if they have enough money. Yeah, that's the problem, I guess, is if they lose all their money. But the problem is, the problem is that the stock is still going up. It devalued when they... Uh, it devalued a little bit when they discontinued trading, but then it shot right back up. Yeah, that's kind of ironic. Um, I mean, in the end, they're the ones shooting the price up, so they're just the ones paying for... They're just profiting out themselves, really. Yeah, and I guess this whole situation is sort of, you know, proof that the people are being tired of bullying, uh, being bullied into the, the will of these big corporations and these hedge funds and investment firms and you know all all the big guys that play the game because the game has been rigged in their favor and they don't really have to do anything and i think it definitely shows that there are ways to beat these people at their own game now whether you can beat them and then they shut the game off you know obviously that's been seen we don't know if that's going to be the occurrence every well act uh, we do that that's how it always is uh, it definitely shows that there's ways to beat them at their own game. But other than you know sh- having the market shut down, do these investment firms or hedge funds or anybody do they have any actual like fail safes, basically to reduce their risk, or do they just go in completely not completely blind, but uh, do they go in with 
you know, a limited assumption of what the risk they're taking actually is. And are, are there any long-term implications, do you think, to the situation, Tom? Uh, I'm sure they understand exactly what the implications are and, like, what can go wrong because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure these people have taken some sort of college courses, but in terms of paying off the positions and meeting them, the, the, the market maker is going to make them, or whoever their brokerage is, is going to make them meet maintenance margin whenever it goes below, their, their short position becomes worthless. So the short-term effect is that the shorters are going to lose money and the buyers are going to gain money. I mean, however, in the long term, GameStop stock is still heading to zero and the shorters will ultimately be right. I mean, GameStop makes no money and it's not really projected to ever again. Like you were talking about before, everybody just downloads games online. It's it's a lot more convenient. I think the only reason they've even survived the pandemic is the release of the new consoles, right? Honestly, I have no clue. I mean, they, they must have cash like stocked up just to, you know, try to do something or like stay alive. But, you know, these shorters, they play an important part in keeping the stock prices low. And they should be low. You know, the GME investors, the GameStop investors, besides the ones whose shares need to be bought back by this Melvin Capital or whatever this company is that was shorting them, um, most of them will never make their money back unless another Redditor is stupid enough to buy it at a higher price. I mean, that's what's driving the price up. And like I'm saying, GameStop stock is eventually going to be worthless. So no potential for profit equals worthless stock. Yeah, I guess you're talking about like the. The people that get in but get in really late, like you know, yeah. if you hopped on this wave uh, two days ago when it happened, you're talking about you would have been buying the stock at, I think it got up to three hundred and like twenty so dollars. I think is what I saw on Wednesday. Um, but obviously, it started earlier in the day, and so the the redditors that got in on it right when it started earlier in the day, you're talking about they were paying like four or five bucks a share. You know, they weren't paying what these people that are getting in very very late are and so then it becomes you know how much money are these other people that are getting in really late how much money are they actually willing to throw in and i guess you know obviously this subreddit they're the ones that that did all this but they didn't go in with absolutely no encouragement from what we've seen elon musk was involved in this to some extent i mentioned him uh in an earlier episode of the free for all podcast that uh you know elon musk is definitely he's rough around the edges and doesn't play by everybody else's rules and he's not necessarily libertarian or conservative or anything like that but um he definitely likes to stir the pot and so elon musk Basically, he commentated on this throughout the day uh, via Twitter. When they banned uh, the Discord server, he said, wow, even Discord has gone corpro. Um, that tweet is still up. But he also uh, he also tweeted other things throughout the day, you know, encouraging these Redditors to keep doing what they were doing. And, you know, the problem with a lot of Elon's tweets is that you, sometimes you can tell they're satirical and sometimes you can't tell if he's actually serious because he does weird stuff all the time so whether they were satirical tweets or not is beside the yeah. point because the redditors took his comments seriously and kept going yeah um elon musk made a dumb tweet about how you can 
you know, you can short a stock, but you can't short a house or short a car. But actually, that's not really true. You can technically do that. I mean, shorting a stock is just borrowing the stock to sell it. And taking a mortgage out is like borrowing a house. Taking a car loan out is essentially borrowing a car from the bank until you pay it off. And you can go and you can sell those things. So that's, that's just kind of a stupid tweet. And it just seems like he's still mad. And he's trying to direct his anger at the people shorting Tesla stock. Because like GameStop, he wants his own stock to be pumped up. So some other news um, in this GameStop investment uh, controversy. Um, on Thursday, Robinhood ceased buy orders. Thursday being the 28th. Robinhood ceased buy orders and would only allow its clients to sell companies uh, like GameStop, Nokia, and BlackBerry. So you couldn't buy, you couldn't buy the shares, but you could only sell them. And thus, you know, since a lot of these people are Robinhood investors that are that are buying, and there are a lot of young people um, on Robinhood, they can only sell. So the price is tanked. You know, there's all this talk about the redditors and the people on Discord doing market manipulation. They want to blame just people for manipulating the market just because they have an opinion about a stock or whatever. But how is this how is this brokerage, you know, Robinhood not allowing sell orders? How's that not way worse? That that's that's just essentially pushing the price way down. And uh that that's definitely seems like market manipulation if they're not if they're doing it on such a short notice. I had a stop limit order. Uh, you know, Nokia was one of these stocks. I had a stop limit order on a long call option for Nokia order or for Nokia, sorry. And uh, basically, the stop limit allows me to sell the option once it goes below a certain price, like a stop loss, but make sure I sell it above a specified other price in case the price is tanking. So, example, um, you can set it to sell uh, when the price goes below a dollar and three cents at a limit price of a dollar or above, just to give yourself a buffer. And uh, just because the Robinhood servers were down Thursday morning, coupled with the price manipulation, it made me lose a ton of money because, well, not a ton of money, but I, I just put in what I could lose because that's, you know, how you should play it, especially in times like this with a lot of um, volatility. It's almost like a casino. It pretty much is. So, uh, you know, I lost some money and eventually my stop limit order triggered, but it was back after Robinhood came back online and the price, you know, through other exchanges because GameStop and uh, Nokia are still up in other exchanges, but Robinhood had just shut them down because of the volatility. I lost money. I guess a lot of these um, Redditors, too, they decided that when, you know, when they woke up Thursday morning and found out that Robinhood had taken down the GameStop or not, not taken down the stock, but they they basically limited the options to the point that they could only sell it. Uh, they couldn't buy any more and they couldn't trade it. They couldn't do any of that, but they could sell it, um, which obviously helps out these investment firms that need to buy it back immediately in order to start recouping losses. That's what they woke up to. and so. Um, they basically decided that they were going to keep the stock. They weren't going to sell it. They weren't going to do anything because they basically thought it was uh, Wall Street intimidation to try and bully them back out of the market, or at least to get the, the money back that they claim these Redditors stole from them. But, you know, with all of that going on, 
and these stocks obviously probably will not continue. These redditors started to look for um, other stocks to take advantage of, and the one that it seems uh, they've latched onto is a cryptocurrency known as Dogecoin. I don't know if you guys knew or uh, are familiar with the Doge meme from back in I can't even remember when that was popular. It was like middle school, like early high school for me, or no, yeah, uh, middle of high school. Um, the Doge memes or whatever, um, you know, people made Doge memes constantly. And then this one guy was crazy enough to say like, oh, I'm going to make a Doge currency and everybody laughed at him. And now it's an actual thing. Well, Dogecoin is now a cryptocurrency that's making a comeback in the marketplace uh, because the Reddit meme lords decided that, okay, now we can't trade GME or AMC because of the market regulations that the government is imposing but they could latch on to something else while simultaneously holding the shares of AMC and GME that they already bought. So that's what they've decided to do is just hold those shares. But okay, now the focus is away from those shares. And now they're trying to pump Dogecoin up to a dollar. Hmm. Yeah, I remember Dogecoin. That's been around for a while. Like I said, they're blaming these people for manipulating the markets. And the banks manipulate the markets all the time, you know, whether it's through the Fed policy, you know, the banks own the Fed. It's not a public institution. It's technically private. The banks own shares of it, whether it's through the Fed, um, through bullish analyst recommendations, um, getting government bailouts that make their businesses and the stocks stay afloat. You know, the banks do a lot more than just some kids on Reddit or some, they got to be adults to trade stock or whatever, but some young people on on Reddit or on Discord posting things and pumping something up, you know. They're not moving billions and billions like a lot of these big banks are. Yeah, and so obviously we had this whole controversy and debacle in uh on Wall Street going on this week and it kind of took the focus off of uh the government for a little bit. Obviously the government stepped in and said, "Okay, we're going to regulate Wall Street." Um but the government's been up to a bunch of other stuff while everybody, you know, has been focused on that. Obviously, Joe Biden was inaugurated a little over, I guess it's two weeks now, or close to two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, we talked in the last episode about the first set of executive orders that he had issued um, in his first couple of days in office. Well, that, you know, small number of uh, executive orders that he had issued this first week has climbed very, very, very fast. It's 33 plus executive orders and counting wow. that they've issued within the last week and a half, two weeks. Mm. And what that's starting to do is it's starting to wake up a lot of different groups of people. And a lot of people are starting to realize that the administration that they voted for in this election is is a lot more disastrous than they thought it was. And it's, it, it's a lot worse. And I've even seen some of them saying that they wish they still had Trump, which is ironic considering they're the ones that were wanting him gone so bad. Um, but they're seeing these disastrous, disastrous effects of the, the policy that they're passing. And they're also starting to realize that a lot of the policy that they're passing is the policy that they claim to be against. So for instance, uh, we talked about the Keystone XL pipeline permit, you know, being revoked. Uh, what we found out uh, this last week is that uh, 
the union that was working that job, the workers union, had actually endorsed Biden prior to Biden being elected, you know, during the debates and everything. Um, that union endorsed Biden because Biden claimed that he was pro-fracking, which he actually even contradict, uh, contradicted himself in the last debate that was held or whatever. He he said that they were going to ban fracking. So I don't know why they continued with their endorsement, but they did. So, you know, this workers union, all of their workers essentially got laid off Biden's first day in office. You know, uh, they held a press conference and just blasted the absolute crap out of the Biden administration for lying to them and essentially revoking their work permit and eliminating uh, the foreman or whatever that was talking that was talking in the press conference. He was saying that he he's had to lay off over 10,000 guys already, and it's only been the first two weeks. That's yeah, that's a lot of jobs. And um, what the Biden administration told these people when pressed on this issue was that these workers could just find jobs elsewhere. And like you were saying, in regards to fracking, Biden refused to give away his anti-fracking position uh, during the campaign and then immediately came out against it once he was elected. Or uh, like you were saying, in maybe one of the last couple of debates, him or Kamala was saying, uh, you know, we're against fracking when they were trying to push a little leftward with all this Green New Deal crap. but. This is disastrous. I mean, fracking, shale oil, and the Keystone Pipeline, all this stuff lowered American oil prices and allowed our companies to compete with foreign oil. Biden wants to take all that away, basically. Cheap energy is a good standard of living, basically, like I I was saying in a previous podcast. You know, they're going to make you pay more money to OPEC because we're not going to be making the oil here. And uh, you have no other current alternative. Even if you drive an electric vehicle, the price of oil affects pretty much everything. It affects the price of energy, obviously, and it affects the price of almost all products. Just think about logistics, uh, the energy that producers need to use, basically. So energy goes into everything, even the electric cars. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely something that the you know the people that go out and buy all these Teslas and. Uh, Chevy Volts and all these other electric cars. Yeah, there's even an electric Mustang now. Um, you, you know, all these people that go out and, and buy these electric cars that think they're doing such great things for the environment, you know, zero emissions and I don't have to pay for gas anymore and all this. And it's just, it's annoying because these people have absolutely no understanding of how any of this stuff works. And it's like, you know, the batteries that are in your Teslas, how do you think they're produced? You know, they're produced in a factory that uses traditional forms of energy in order to power the factory, in order to make these batteries that go into your car. And I actually did research on this when I was uh, when I was in college. And essentially, what it comes down to is the, the energy that is produced in making a battery that goes into a Tesla actually there's more pollution that's introduced to the environment uh in making that single battery that goes into a tesla than a gasoline car produces for the entirety of its life that it's driven and so you know that's really stupid uh that these people think that they're doing something great for the environment i i do like teslas i think they're great cars but i wouldn't buy one for the environmental justification aside from 
this whole deal with the Keystone Pipeline workers, we also saw this past week that the official Black Lives Matter Twitter account um, had posted a tweet that was actually later deleted. Um, but the quote, or the tweet, uh, and I quote, was, we're starting to think that the Democrats used us, and they used some emojis at the end. Which is funny, because, you know, they're the ones that pushed so hard to get Biden and Harris elected because they thought that was their end. They thought, okay, these people claim that they're going to listen to us. They're the ones that are going to help us. Okay, let's vote for them. And now, where are Biden and Harris? Yeah, that's funny. And they were they were going after, you know, trying to shut down all this right wing or pro-Trump stuff, you know, along the along a campaign trail. And what another thing that's ironic is that you know, you're saying that they supported Biden and everything. The Biden administration as soon as they got elected, um once Biden was president elect, uh they they refused to return BLM's calls. What that's doing now is essentially these Biden voters and the people that pushed so hard for him to get elected, they're now publicly ridiculing his administration and are essentially admitting that his policy so far has been absolutely destructive and they wish they could take their votes back. I saw several tweets asking, uh, like, how can you unvote for a candidate asking for a friend, like that kind of thing. You know, these people are starting to realize just how much propaganda they actually bought into. And it proves, you know, what we've been saying all along. And it's that people keep taking these politicians at face value and don't do any research into their track records or their history. You know, if these people knew anything about Joe Biden or uh, Kamala Harris, you know, they would know they would know that these people are the exact the exact things that they claim to be against and they don't do anything um productive they you know biden's been in government what 40 plus years and you know he's done absolutely nothing with his time in government but destroy stuff yeah i think biden's been in year in government for like I don't know if it was like 20% or 25% of like the life of America. It's crazy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about and, that. And, you know, you know, the, like you were saying, they, they take these people at face value um, and don't look into their past or what they, what they promote. I mean, they think uh, uh, personality means more than principle and policy, which is completely ass backwards. Uh, like how Biden said, uh, you know, Back in the day, he said the N word on uh, on tape, and uh, Kamala used uh, you know you know drug laws to prosecute uh, you know majority of minority people, you know mostly minority people, and take them away from their families and break up families and cause poverty. So it, it's just ironic that BLM would even support them. It just perpetuates uh, it perpetuates the exact same problems that they claim that they're going to solve yes. is the, the stuff that they did. Yes. You know, uh, another example of this problem is, you know, if you know anything about Medicare and everything, you know, I work healthcare is is my day job. Um, I, I do medical billing and everything. 
Um, if you know anything about Medicare, you'd know that the, the government or Democrats in general um, push Medicare as uh, something that always needs to be fixed. It's always something that needs reform. It always needs more funding. It always needs this or that or the other. And what the Democrats do with this every single time they need to get somebody in office, every single time they have a new set of candidates running for president, they push this whole problem with Medicare. And then once they get elected, the people expect them to solve it, but they don't. Because, and the whole reason they don't solve it is because they know it's a problem that they can come back to again in four years and say, this is something that we need to fix immediately, and the people will eat it up and vote for them again. It's something that they can reuse and reuse and reuse, and nobody seems to notice or, or care. Yeah, it's like what government policy actually solves things. They always say, oh, we're going to... We're gonna throw money at this in order to solve it, and then it turns it turns out like, oh, years later, they're always running a campaign on, oh, you know, this policy wasn't good enough, so we're gonna overturn this and you know use a different government policy that's gonna be great or whatever. Um, and it's always just throwing more money at it. That's the solution. Like Social Security, Medicare, just just throw more money at it. You know, eventually we'll pay it off, or eventually it'll have enough money that it'll be good. Uh, rebuild the military, whatever. Um, you know, they had old stuff, but their budget never, the military's budget never decreased, contrary to popular Republican belief. Yeah. And so we have the subset of people that voted for um, Biden and Harris, you know, they're starting to realize the destructiveness of the policy that they're passing. Um, and then uh, I guess the icing on the cake was that. Um, Biden basically admitted to a set of reporters during a press conference that his administration has absolutely no plan and no uh, ability to change the trajectory of the COVID pandemic and where it's headed right now, which is completely contrary to what he claimed during these debates and what he ridiculed Trump on several times via Twitter. You know, uh, he claimed that, oh, Trump has no plan, but I do or whatever is the one tweet that ev that went viral and everything like he claimed he had a plan to solve all of this and now he's coming out and saying the exact opposite yeah and i even said on a previous podcast that biden was complaining about um you know trump's coronavirus response and you know he was complaining and bitching all during the campaign process but he had no solution and i mean it turns out i was right he he's he doesn't have a solution he's basically admitting defeat on this sort of thing uh but you know at the on, on the same token they won't give trump credit for you know doing the operation warp speed and trying to remove some of the red tapes so that some of these vaccines could be made and everybody was talking shit oh trump will never do it trump will never do it and he does it and nobody gives him credit and now everybody's gonna say that biden's fixing it and I even saw the other day, uh, somebody representing his administration was talking on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, about the vaccine rollout. And it's just kind of ironic because this guy looked like he got stung in the face by 20 bees. He was all puffy lipped. and But he was saying that they were doing all that they could with what Trump left him, you know, talking about the previous administration, blaming and dumping everything on on Trump like Biden's been doing and like everybody does before them. 
but uh you know they're saying that they could do all they could with what trump left them and they're on track to give 100 million vaccines in biden's first 100 days and what really pisses me off about this is that i have a memory of longer than you know 2 weeks and i can remember that during the trump administration fauci even admitted uh you know weeks ago that they were capable of 1 million vaccines a day before Biden was in office. And, you know, that's that's literally the same exact thing that Biden's saying. So you can't credit Biden at all with this. It's just, you know, I'm not a math wizard, but I know 100 days and, hundred uh, you know, 1 million vaccines a day is the same exact thing. Yeah. And I guess the problem with that is that they're going to claim credit for it when Trump is the one that was doing it. And then, you know, they bashed on Trump and told him that his plan wasn't good enough. Oh, this, this isn't enough vaccines. This isn't fast enough and everything. And then they turn around and do the same exact thing, which is pretty on par for the liberal left. Um, That's, they do that with everything. Yeah. Uh, Tell somebody they're wrong for doing something, turn around and do the exact same thing and act like it's good and then try and take all the credit. Okay. Or but, act like they didn't even do it. Like, I mean, I always talk about when, especially when you start getting into like conspiracy stuff or like, oh, the Democrats say they're um, not even like deep conspiracy. Like the Democrats say that they're not racist, but they really support these, you know, policies that are racist. You think about like, uh, you know, even Hillary Clinton admits that one of her favorite books is Rules for Radicals. And like one of the rules in there is blame the other person for exactly what you're doing basically and that's literally what they do all the time it's 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 straight out of the democrat playbook basically and uh it's so obvious like when you see it happening they talk about you know russian collusion they talk about making people sick with covid and everything and they do these lockdowns and what's ironic is that you're just making people way more poor and you know you're doing stuff for their safety and you're just ruining them even more so it's it's all big uh big hypocrisy on the left and you know some on the right too but mostly on the left yeah it's like they claim to have good intentions uh, and then their intentions destroy everything in their path yes it, it's like destroying everything it, have you ever seen the SpongeBob meme of SpongeBob and Patrick standing in the middle of the street and all the buildings are engulfed in flames and everything and they're looking at each other and they're like, we did it. We saved Bikini Bottom. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. They do absolutely destructive things. They pass destructive policy and ruin people's lives and then claim they're doing so much good for the world. It's absolutely insane that people buy into this stuff. But that's all we had for you guys this week like we've been saying there's been plenty of entertainment going on lately and it just keeps continuing and and so far it's been pretty good um i've had a ball this week with all of the the uh drama on twitter and all the people freaking out over the redditors on wall street so you know i'm sure that's going to continue for a little bit and uh, i guess we'll see where that goes and we'll see what else unfolds in the next week or so yeah we'll, we'll definitely give an update on uh what's going on on wall street and what's going on with biden and whatever is big yep but uh that's all we got for you guys this week um make sure to tune in next week obviously we'll have some good content then as well 
until then, be easy, and we will see you next week. Yes, thank you, guys. And if you already haven't, uh, please follow us on Spotify if you use Spotify. Thank you. Thank you.